show, you're listening to the CZ of Movies. My name's Colin, I am the C. Joining me as ever is Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hey, Colin. This is my last podcast, and this podcast will determine who will win the quiz. When you say it's your last podcast, you mean the last podcast of 2019. This isn't... Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, okay. This is how I, I, I hope you have more friends that begin with the letter Z. This, plus... is, how, this is how I find out that you're abandoning <laughs> wow. Last podcast for the year. Uh, but I really do hope that you know more people with, with names beginning with the letter Z. Yeah, no, I, sh- I should make more friends with the people... With names being the letter Z, uh, you're you're right, but and you're also right. This the uh, the, the famous uh, CZ movies quiz, where we quiz each other on uh, particular film topics. I was I was three up with four quizzes to go, and somehow, somehow, what do you mean somehow, it's come back. It's come down to the last quiz. We're level going into this quiz. That's going to be a quiz on the films written by Christopher McQuarrie. Yes, that's the end of the podcast. Before that, we are talking about The Irishman. Mm-hmm. Um, for nowhere near as long as it takes to watch. Um, we're talking about the film. Definitely just, not. Just <laughs> uh, and of course, much, much more. But we That's start, as we always do, with some movie news. Sijan. Yeah, when you say some, you mean a few. A very news. small amount of movie news. A very small amount. Uh, Michael B. Jordan has pitched a Superman movie. Yes, starring himself as Superman. I assume so. Um, well, that's bizarre because Henry Cavill has not officially left the project yet either. So it's going to be, yeah, I'm not sure what's going to happen there. But apparently he had talked with Warner Brothers about a potential project. Yeah, I mean, as we as we talked last time, Henry Cavill still thinks he's Superman, even if no one else does. Mm. Uh, I mean, Michael J. John's great, but I thought he might be a bit, a little bit comic book movied out after... Fantastic, and uh, obviously Black Panther being rather better. Yeah, he thought he might that's true. Him. He does have a physicality for it, though. So, yeah, I guess maybe he's just so uh, so ripped. He thought I need to do <laughs> something that requires me yeah. to. Yeah, I, I want to take my body. shirt off as much as possible. <laughs> oh yeah, but this is just early days anyway, so it's just it's just talk right now. Yeah, I'm, I, I, my understanding was that it's not happening. It's already kind of been and gone. But maybe, uh, maybe not. Um, of course, the question being, if, if he was pitching it, or sorry, when he was pitching it, if he was doing it, um, would he be Clark Kent or would he be some other iteration of Superman? Because hmm. um, who knows? There, there there's, are, there's been many Clark Kents. There are lots of Supermen. There's lots of Clark Kents. Yeah, hmm. but it doesn't, doesn't sound like it's happening. But, uh, yeah, well, one can walk. Pop. What have we got here? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> um, you, week, you like me are excited by the, the nascent uh, dark universe a thing no, we're not. that doesn't really exist um, apparently the next stage in it not really existing is Elizabeth Banks will be directing and starring in uh, Invisible Woman which is not a fan for stick spin-off it's not it's also I don't know if it's related to the Invisible Man film that is out now or is out soon or yeah we should, it looks like a horror film Yes, which is much more. It's Elizabeth Moss and is, is focusing on her, basically her a stalker or abusive ex partner, mm-hmm. who is now invisible, uh, which is a, a, an interesting twist on the story. Um, I don't really know much about the Elizabeth Banks one, but um, she's, I mean, she's very very competent, but I don't think she's a huge box office draw as a, as a star. Is she directing it as well? Because she mm. just came off directing Charlie's Angels, so. Uh, yep, yep, direct and star. Charlie's Angels apparently has done very badly at the, the old uh, box office. Yeah, I read about that as well. Um, oh, it's a shame. I do like Elizabeth Banks. Um, like she, I, she's one of the best things of the Hunger Games, personally. So. Sure, sure. Yeah. And she directed Pitch Perfect two, which is probably the second best of the Pitch Perfect films. So you know, like to sing something. Fair play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I don't know what you can talk about about the Invisible Man. Like I've. I've not read the books. It's just a man turning invisible and being stalker creepyish. I've seen Hollow Man. Oh yeah. Uh, way back then, and it's a. Uh, we should do an generic. episode on uh, invisibility sometime. Yeah. Uh, no. You got you got uh, your Fantastic Fours. You got your Incredibles. It's probably and, it. <laughs> you got you got uh, that Invisible Man film that we talked about just now. Okay, are you going to watch that anyway? You don't like horror films. So. No, I'm not going to watch it, no. Yeah, so it's exactly. Going to, it's going to be a tough episode. <laughs> uh, moving on. Um, there is, as suspected long time ago, going to be a Planet of the Apes reboot. Well. Unsurprisingly. Why did you say well? Well. Like, well, I know something more than you do. Is it a reboot or is it a sequel? I think the, the jury's still out. Well, 
Who knows? Well, uh, the thing is, Disney bought Fox. Yes. Right. So they are they're just basically going through the all the catalog of films and saying, what can I make money off next? And the Planet of the Apes re, uh, remake that they did last time with uh, Andy Serkis was really well received, actually, mm. the last three films. So I'm not surprised that Disney thought, yeah, why not? Uh, we've not had a Planet of the Apes films for almost two years, have we? So uh, let's <laughs> get cranking them up. How, how long was the gap between the first series of Planet of the Apes and, and the reboot? It must be, what, 30 years or something? And... The first series. Um, so there was, um, there was one by Tim Burton. Oh yes, for the reboot, remember? Of course, there was. Yeah, that was I think early two thousands. Um, so because yeah. the, the Charlton Heston one, I probably sixties, I think. And but they yeah, did like has to be. four, maybe. Return to the Planet of the Apes, War for the Planet of the Apes. We did a quiz on this once, didn't we? We did do a quiz on it. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it's a good thing like we don't retain any of our no, knowledge from no. the quizzes. We've <laughs> uh, uh, got director for this though. Uh, yes, where's Ball? Yep, the guy who did uh, the Maze Runner trilogy, which is supposedly his most well-known work. Yeah, I've never heard of him. I have seen the first Maze Runner. Me too. I I wasn't paying much attention. It was on Netflix. Uh, <laughs> tell you what else is getting rebooted, and that's The Fugitive, um, which you will possibly remember as a uh, Harrison Ford, Tommy Lee Jones film. Before that, it was a TV series. Uh, I think there was talk of making it as a TV series, which possibly happened, I don't know. Uh, but they're making another film of it. It's directed by Albert Hughes, who I've never heard of. Good. <laughs> it's a slow news. Slow, slow news for <laughs> it, um, it is, it is. You, you used to watch Scrubs. Did you watch Scrubs? I love Scrubs. Do you remember that episode where um, it turns out the janitor was a, an actor? Yes. That was a clip from The Fugitive. Oh. There you go. Oh, really? Well, good scrubs knowledge there. Yeah. I do miss it. I do miss my scrubs. Good show. And I've done pretty much 60% of my news that I have. Good, good. And the other two are pretty poor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I just realized what I've written down it doesn't make sense whatsoever. <laughs> Stephen Graham, fresh from The Irishman, has joined the cast blank in He's a role that's currently being kept under wraps. Well, this is... <laughs> This is obscure news. Um, we're not. We're not telling you the role or the film. No, hold on. Do you want me to fill in for you? I, I, yeah, do, I do know the film. Yes. Why is it? It's Venom Two. Oh yes. Why? Why did I miss that bit? I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yes. So yeah, he 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 was. He, we are going to talk about Irishman later. We are. And um, I think I know which character he's played in Irishman. Yes. Um, I can't remember the name. The little uh, guy. The little guy, yes, that's correct. So, yeah, he'll be coming into Venom 2. That's pretty much it. He's a very good actor, Stephen Graham. Um, he turns up oh, a lot. You, what else have you seen him? Well, he, I'm trying to think what. He, he turns up a lot in kind of gangster roles and um, hit, um, mafia or hitmen or whatever else. Uh, I'm trying to figure stuff I've seen him in. I'm struggling. No, sorry, it's drawing a blank. But uh, I've always enjoyed him when <laughs> I've seen him. Um, I think he might have been in Film Stars Don't Die in Liverpool. But that's... Uh, I think he played the brother of Jamie Bell's character. Uh, I don't think he's done any of these kind of movies before. So this is... Um, Venom 2 is very interesting. Because Andy Serkis is directing. Mm-hmm. And they got some good cast. And the first one wasn't very good. So we'll see. Uh, mind you, the first one had a great cast as well. Then, so. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. Um, I've occasionally mentioned Next Goal Wins, which is the... Uh, the upcoming Taika Waititi film about the terrible football team. Uh, Reese Darby has joined the cast of that. Um, uh, he, do I mean Reese Darby? I think I do. He's um, the New Zealander. He was in. Well, he, he was in Jumanji fairly recently. He was the, the kind of the, the guy who welcomed them to Jumanji. Ah, okay, yeah. Um, he was also in Hunt for the World People and uh, uh, Flight of the Concords. Very funny. I rewatched Jumanji recently. It's still it's still good. Uh, yeah, still I, good. I haven't seen it for a while but I think it's great yeah, we enjoy it next one's coming up very soon isn't it yeah I can't wait I really can't wait uh, uh, is it me to wrap it up how many more news do you have well I've got down to is getting a sequel I don't care but that's happening you you, uh, you, the listener might care I don't know that'll do um, you got anything else no 
No, nothing that I want to add. No. There's some, it's about the Snyder Cut of Justice League. I don't really care about it enough to want Ooh, to mention it. I care. What's happening with that? Nothing. That's the thing. Nothing. That's the story. <laughs> Nothing's happening. That's the story. Warner right. Brothers Insiders apparently says that it will unlikely, be unlikely that it will be complete. Interesting. Yes, How is that interesting? It's been going back and forth for ages. Um, so, the, the only other, this isn't really news, but I thought it was amusing. Um, Star Wars... Uh, do you see this thing that um, basically one of the cast members accidentally left a script under their bed of the Star Wars new Star Wars movie, and some cleaner found it and put it on eBay? Um, wow! But, um, but the, the the I guess the lawyers or whoever it is, but Disney uh, discovered this and quickly bought it uh, before it could get leaked out into the world, uh, and it turned out to be John Boyega's script. So he's uh, being very much It's not uh, not exactly news, but I thought it was quite funny. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. <laughs> also, apparently Daisy Ridley came on to some chat show and said, it's not me, but the person who did it, was, you've got someone on coming later this week who might be able to tell you, and like John Biega was the only other person from Star Wars coming on that week, so she kind of threw him under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we move on then to, to See or Not to Zed, our mm-hmm. segment where we talk about films that we have seen and tell you, the listener, whether you should see them or not, Zed them, Zijan. Have hello. You, have you, hello. How are you? Um, have you been watching a film? <laughs> I have. I've seen, <laughs> have I been watching a film? <laughs> yes, yes, Colin. I've watched a film. I saw Knives Out. Me too. Yeah, we can talk about it together. Well, in, in unison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Knives Out, I, the film. No, fine, you go. It's, no, um, it's a whodunit directed by Rian Johnson, starring Daniel Craig, uh, Chris Evans, uh, Anna de Armas, Jamie Lee Curtis, Connie La- Conna- Tony Collette, among many others. Mm. Um, and it's a whodunit murder mystery. Following the death of the family patriarch, Christopher Plummer. Oh. Christopher Plummer, uh, and that's that's uh, that's all I want to like give away, um, because uh, I I I like Houdanit uh, films. I love reading Agatha Christie, mm. um, yeah, days and yeah, you know things like Murder on Orient Express. Uh, they're really really good, and yeah, so I'm always intrigued by new Houdanit uh, films, especially original ones like this, which are not based on um, any existing stories. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, what do you think of it? I really enjoyed it. I had a great time with it. Um, mm. I thought, I thought it was quite clever that it kind of, it kind of started off a very traditional whodunit and then became something else. Um, it's difficult to talk about it without giving anything away, isn't it? But, um, exactly, that's the problem. It, I, I liked the twists. What what I find with whodunits, um, I I love Arthur as well, but I, I pretty much never try and work out who's doing it. I just let let it roll along. Um, so I'm, I guess I'm always surprised in that I've never really tried to work it out. Um, I don't know about you. I, I suspect this one, you probably could have worked out what was going on if you wanted to. Um, I I didn't. Okay. Um, I I definitely didn't. Um, yeah. Again, just like you, I I, I, I can't say anything without spoiling much yeah. <laughs> in this film. But I, I definitely didn't work it out. Uh, I wanted to. Uh, it was very clever the the way they they, they did it, and uh, I just like it because it's such an original film. Mm. Like, uh, I mean. The who that is that I've seen so far has always been, you know, based on books that I've already read. So yeah, you know, okay. I already know who I already know who's done it. Yes, so it, it kind of ruins the it ruins the film a little bit. Um, but this one because it's original, and I love all the characters. I like how over the top uh, everyone's being in each of the characters, and all the actors and actresses were were definitely enjoying themselves uh, in this film. So uh, I would definitely uh, recommend this film. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think Daniel Craig's fantastic. You kind of you can understand why he's bored of playing James Bond because he has much more range I think and this is this is a great turn uh, if I had any complaint I guess it's that uh, a lot of the characters seem to be underused but um, but I think because as you say they are very big performances and they're, they're kind of great characters you, that's not too much of an issue because the, they make yeah. the most of the time they've got I suppose uh, my other complaint um, <laughs> is that one of the characters drives exactly the same car as me um, and this distracted me massively. Um, oh, is that a complaint? Who? So, Which way? Um, well, I can't. I won't. I won't say. Everyone that. wants to know what car you drive. I drive a, a Hyundai Accent. Um, ah. Or Hyundai Accent Atlantic, but I've never. Oh, okay, yeah. I've oh, never seen car that car in real life in film. <laughs> it was the same color as my car. It looked. There was a joke about how slow it was, which I I was quite insulted by. Um, <laughs> but it was. Very, there were some key plot points happening while I was being very distracted by going. That clock's the same as the clock in my car. <laughs> uh, so that was weird. Um, otherwise, great film. Check it out. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, speaking of films, 
In my all-time worst segue. Oh, oh, oh my goodness, Colin. Yeah, we, we talk about... You don't talk about anything else by films on this podcast. Have you not figured it out? I, I wondered why that was, a, that was a recurring theme. I just kept waiting for us to turn it up, um, talk about marshmallows or something. Um, speaking of films that came out oh. recently... Here we go. Even I've narrowed it down a bit. That's so bad. Um, it is The Irishman. It's Martin Scorsese. He's back uh, with three hours and 29 minutes of The Irishman. That's very long. Uh, very, very long. Soon, Zijan, I will turn to you to give the, your usual um, plot summary. But before we do that, uh, tell me, are, are you a Scorsese fan? Have you seen much Scorsese? I've only seen The Departed. Okay. okay. Yeah. And I, I do like The Departed. So, um, uh, I well, I, I really enjoy The Departed. That's a lie. So, it's not it's mm. not just uh, liking The Departed. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of my top films out there. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I, I've I've seen a lot of Scorsese. I I, I learned some years ago that, uh, that Scorsese, rather than Scorsese, is apparently how you're supposed to pronounce it. Um, so I, I w- oh. with with a great deal of affectation, I'll be saying Scorsese, and then probably turn out that I'm getting it wrong. But that's what. Uh, yes, yeah, so I've seen probably most of his films. Maybe not quite, but I've, I've seen I've seen a lot. I've seen all the De Niro ones apart from New York, New York, which is on my list. Uh, and most of the recent ones as well. Um, oh, wow. Although I've not seen Silence, actually, which was um, a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah, d- your friend, my friend Dave uh, Park Froud, he's um, he's a big Scorsese fan, certainly bigger than, than me. Uh, I think he probably has watched all of his all of his films, uh, including the really obscure ones, like Boxcar Bertha. Oh, wow. Uh, but yeah, going back, I think Goodfellas is, is up there. I love, love Goodfellas. Um, uh, the King of Comedy... One of my favorites. I, my view, and and we'll come on to this, I'm sure, is that a lot of films, particularly his more recent ones, um, could do with cutting down a bit. I think he, he, he uh, they tend to run a bit long. They um, do. So I don't know if you. So I, well, I guess you haven't seen Wolf of Wall Street, but uh, I know people love Wolf of Wall Street. But I would have happily taken forty five minutes out of that film. And I think so it would have been better. Did you watch this film in one go? Because I have to admit. I didn't. No. Uh, I I watched it all in one evening. There, there were a few times I paused it um, to do various other things, like I don't know, watch a trailer of something else on YouTube, which is not how you used to yeah. watch films. Um, so it actually took even took about four hours to get through. But I did go uh, all in one evening. Yeah. I watched it over four days. Four days. <laughs> yeah. So like, so you know that um, uh, I told you earlier this week that I haven't seen the film yet. Yes. And then. I saw the running time as three and a half hours long. There's no way I can fit that time anywhere yeah. uh, in my schedule. So I've been watching it over lunch. Come so all right, mo- okay. Yeah, on Little. Monday I watched 15 minutes. On Tuesday <laughs> I watched 15 minutes of it. On Wednesday I watched 15 minutes, and then yesterday I had some time, so I finished the rest of the film okay. that night. Uh, and I think it was for the better that I did it. So it was like watching mini series. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, it's like a TV series of. Uh, yeah. So it's it's it works. I think it works better that way. Like I think a lot of viewers when they see this film and they think they want to watch it and they look at the 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 the, the time the running time for this film they may be put off by it. So maybe spread, break it spread down. Spread it out is your uh, is your yeah. tip. Okay, it's my recommendation. Think think of it like a, a long running Netflix TV series. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that because obviously you, it could have been a TV series; they could have gone that direction, and he didn't want to. Oh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, do you, want, do, you want, do you want to tell us what's going on? What is it? Yep. So, may, the main uh, story follows uh, Robert De Niro's character as a mobster, uh, Frank Sheeran, and he's uh, basically how he got into his life. Basic, uh, he how he got into being a mobster till uh, old age. Um, he also deals with his relationships with. Um, uh, union boss uh, Jimmy Hoffa played by Al Pacino um, and also his mentor played by John uh, Joe Pesci mm-hmm. um, he also stars uh, Ray Romano Bobby Cannavale and Anna Paquin uh, among many others uh, and yeah I think I think that pretty much covers that, up that, it's, uh, it, yeah. yeah it's based on a book I believe it is um, mm. a, a kind of a memoir called uh, I Hear You Paint Houses yes which Clearly, Scorsese wanted that to be the title, I think, because uh, you know, kind of the, the title card at the at the start doesn't say the Irishman. It says, "I hear you paint houses." At the end, they do one of each. I think they say, "The Irishman, I hear you paint houses." I hear you paint houses is a much better title than the Irishman, actually. No, yeah. I I think so too. 
um, yeah, for those who do not know where the phrase comes from, is when you shoot someone and the blood splatters all over the house. Mm. So That's uh, what it means. So it's said by Jimmy Hoffa to Frank Sheeran, and it's a kind of a, a coded thing. He's on the phone. He can't just say, I hear you murder people. So Yes. Um, the casting, I guess, is a bit odd. I mean, obviously, um, De Niro and Scorsese go way back and, and they've made some great films together. Uh, but De Niro is not an Irishman. Uh, he's very clearly Italian-American. So they, they do make a bit of a thing of him being this outsider because he's Irish rather than Italian, which is which is a bit odd. So There's a film called um, uh, Family Business, which features Dustin Hoffman as the uh, as the son of Sean Connery, in fact. But there's a big thing made out of the fact that Dustin Hoffman isn't Jewish. Uh, when considering he is... Jewish um, and famously <laughs> Jewish is a very weird problem. So I felt a bit a bit like that in this at times because um, so, I mean there's, uh, there's not it's not a, one of the main plot points is it? I guess that the, the, the no I don't think Irish, it is. But, I think it's more of the, the main plot point is basically his relationship with the the two guys out there. Um, the two you mentioned, yeah, yeah. yeah the two that I've mentioned. Um, I I have to bring up some uh, the 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 aging process. Yes, let's talk to which aging. is going yes. yeah because obviously this follows the life pretty much uh, of uh, Robert Nero's main character Frank Sheeran from the time he entered the mob, so which was middle age like early thirties. Whoa whoa, whoa 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 early thirties early thirties is not middle aged. I want to. Uh... You are middle aged, Colin. That's not the case. We're young, Sijan. We're still young. Well, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think you were supposed to be in his 40s anyway, but uh, yes, okay. Oh. Yeah, and then um, all the way till you see him at the end, or do I spoil You see him at the beginning in a nursing home. Yes, this film. yeah, yeah. So we know he's, he's old. I don't know how old he's supposed to be. Probably 90s, maybe. He's supposed to be very, yeah. very old. Yeah. yeah, so obviously they have to make uh, Robert De Niro look much younger to play his uh, younger self. Yes. Uh, yeah. To to be able to you know uh, attract women and have kids, etc. etc. And they also had to use the the aging process on uh, both um, Joe Pesci and Al Pacino as well. Yes, yeah. What do you think to it? I don't think it worked as well as they liked it to. No. Work. It's uh like no matter how you know Robert De Niro. So there was a point in the film where he was beating up the the. Green Grosser. Yes. Yeah. And the whole time I was thinking, this this seventy year old man is beating up a. <laughs> I'd, yeah, I'd say I was going to mention that scene because that is the most obvious. Yeah, because um, I think the de aging on on Joe Pesci works really well. Actually, I thought that was good. But De Niro, the first shot you see him when he's supposed to be what? Yeah, forties, I think. Maybe. Um, I, you know, I, I saw recently uh, that Steve Carell film, Welcome to Marwen, where he's got these kind of action figure version of himself. Yep. It kind of reminded me of that. It, it didn't quite look right. And the eyes didn't look right. Enough. But you, you kind of get used to it. But you're, you're right. It's the physicality. Um, it's a, so, yeah, he doesn't walk like a, a 30, 40 year old would walk. Like, no. You cannot believe that the person who carries himself like that can be a mobster. Put it that way. Like, no. I mean, and the shopkeeper clearly was. I mean that wasn't a fight that he was he, he he was kind of lying on the floor screaming but it's like you could you could easily get up and push this guy over you are yes exactly um, and I did want even the dialogue at that point he was screaming things like ah not not my finger ah it's kind of like do you do you need to tell us exactly what's happening I think because they have to good. right because because he, <laughs> he looks like an old guy just trying shuffling with... up and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, and it was it's a shame because I mean it's all done in one shot from a distance. I thought well, it would be quite a nice shot back in the day, but yeah, well, back when he was a younger actor. Um, so it's inter- I think the, the, they could have gone one of two other ways for this, which is either have it two different sets of cast, uh, mm-hmm. so you have younger actors and older actors, yep, um, or just have younger actors play all the leads have people in their 40s playing them and then just age them up which is a lot easier to do than aging down I, um, I think so too yeah so especially the, since the bulk of the film is when he was younger yeah exactly not the other way around um, and I can kind of see why you didn't want to because I mean if you've got De Niro Pesci and Pacino you, you use them <laughs> um, I mean and, and that's a, a lot of the draw of this was seeing those guys united it's the first time Al Pacino's ever worked with 
uh, Martin Scorsese. It's the first uh, time De Niro's worked with Scorsese since uh, Casino, which I think was about, what, 93, 95, something like that. So it's, so it's a big event film on that basis. I can see why they didn't, but yeah, it just because of the physical, um, and because like one of the the key motifs of the film, I think is is about getting older and is about losing um, what you used to have. Mm-hmm. You really need them when they're younger to be kind of vital and and active and powerful and, and strong, and you kind of lose that as you get older. And, and if you don't have that in the physicality. I think you lose a lot. Kind of say, well, okay, well, he was a kind of a fairly inept, shuffly, forty-five-year-old, and now he's an inept, shuffly, eighty-year-old. So what? Yeah. Um, so that was a shame. That, 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 that's a very good point, Colin. That's a very good point. I, I yeah, um, yeah. So, what do you think of the of the cast? I think, uh, well, first of all, I think um, a lot of people will watch the film because of the cast alone. Yes. Um, as yeah. you said, it's a it's a it's a reunion of sorts for so many of the actors with this director, and it's it's yeah, um, and 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 they were great, you know, they mm. they were great at uh, at physicality aside. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought the performances were were were, were amazing. I I, pref- I particularly like uh, Al Pacino's character and Joe Pesci's as well. Um, I think those two um, were better characters. I would say. Yeah, I was, I was, I've been the same thing. I, th- I think Tenere was great, but those two I thought were, were fantastic. I think. Yeah, they were amazing. Um, yeah. It's so good to see Joe Pesci back because he's basically retired. He, apparently, he said no to this film loads of times before they, they persuaded him to do it in the end. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure what the last film he made, but he's, he's not been working um, by choice for some time. But he was he was absolutely superb. And, and Pacino, I thought, was, was more restrained than he sometimes is. I mean, he was it was still a big performance, but it wasn't kind of parody big I thought he was mm. best performance I've seen from him for a long time as well so both of them are yeah, my favourites from from this film I, I mentioned Anna Paquin yes uh, yeah. I just yeah and I've counted the number of words she said in this film oh right I think it's one really I'm pretty certain it's just one wow what did she say uh, is it one or two because the only time I heard her speak was at where, at the end in the when they were watching TV together Oh yeah, and she was uh, asking. Uh, so Anna Paquin plays uh, Peggy, uh, Peggy Sheeran, um, the Robert De Niro's character's daughter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, even though she's credited, she I don't but, think but, she has a but, lot of dialogue. I mean, she, well, I can't remember. What, what, do you remember what word she says? Uh, I don't know. Without spoiling stuff. Ah, okay. Know, fine. I, uh, yeah, because and so we, that is a case where they, obviously they had to um, have. In fact, they have three different actors playing that character. I think they might have done. Yes, uh, yeah, because you follow her as she grow up, grows up yeah. as well, right? So, because um, she's, I a, think so. Yeah, she's, well, I don't know, ten or something when when um, when Robert De Niro beats up the shopkeeper, and then you see mm. her uh, later on. I did. Find, I mean, talking about de aging as well, I don't want to harp on too much about it, but um, some of the ages really confuse me. So. The, the, the film is kind of framed around Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro taking a, a, a driving to a, the wedding of a of a cousin of Ray Romano's character, I think. Um, yes. With two women with them, who I kind of assumed were probably their daughters, and it turned out... Uh, what, wives. Wives. And I think, but what age are they supposed to be? I don't... Yeah, because the wives did not age yeah. as the, the men did. Yeah, and that felt very odd. Jesse Plemons is in this, and he plays... Um, he plays the son of of Jimmy Hoffa, and again they they didn't replace his character, so he suddenly was apparently like thirty years older, but looked a bit exactly the same at one point. I think so. I'd, it was inconsistent in their in their choices there. I uh, I agree, very <laughs> very inconsistent. You you'll notice it as well. It's quite glaring the the inconsistencies. It's it, not like it's subtle in any way. That's it, and I think for for lots of right for, for the the quality of the de aging. I think you can kind of ignore it most of the time. There's a couple of maybe slightly more jarring bits, but you kind of, because the performances are good, other than, as say, we've talked about the physicality, but you kind of, you're not spending the entire movie thinking, wow, his face looks weird. Or at least I wasn't, maybe maybe you were. Um, but yeah, as you say, it does stick out a bit like a sore thumb when you're like, wait a minute, isn't he supposed to be 20 years older than he used to be? <laughs> um, Ray Romano, uh, they, they, aged, they aged him up. I thought that worked okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, what is there? 
How, what else can I talk about? Yeah. Uh, this, so, to a certain extent, this film reminds me of Goodfellas, which, if you haven't seen it, is going to not spark off the exciting conversation I'd possibly no, had. But, uh, definitely not. Were you playing for this, Colin? Uh, a little bit. I, maybe I should have. Uh, I should watch Goodfellas. Preempt it. Um, so, Goodfellas is is the story of um, a guy played by Ray Liotta who who joins the mafia. And you kind of see how he gets affected by it, um, and his life goes from being kind of like this nobody up to this like really fairly powerful guy. Um, mm. But then he he turns evidence against them, and he has to go into witness protection. And you see him kind of saying, "Ah, oh, this famous ending where he's got I, I lived the rest of my life like a schmuck. He's just this kind of nobody again." Um, and this film reminded me of that in several ways. I think mean, because it's a, a kind of well, that 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 plot line I've just said is is quite similar to Frank Sheeran's overall character arc, I suppose he gets, he comes into the Mafia and he, well, not, maybe it's not the Mafia, but he kind of gets involved with these hitmen and things like that. Um, but where, in the Goodfellas, uh, on Goodfellas rather, um, you really see how it affects Ray Liotta. I think it's a, a really strong performance of how he gets kind of um, perverted and changed by being amongst these people and, and um, see his him becoming less innocent and, and scared of you. Um, I felt that Robert De Niro's character didn't go through that same evolution in this film. As, I don't as know if, Ray Liotta. As Ray Liotta. Because um, it felt like he's, at the start of the film, he's a guy who... Ste- he was a thief. He steals meat. <laughs> um, yes. But, but I mean, by, we know from the title of the, of the book that by the time Al Pacino talks to him, he's already killing people. Yep, and then he just keeps killing people. Um, and I guess he gets in um, over his head a little bit. But you, you, I didn't, I didn't sense that kind of change in his character. I, I couldn't tell you what his character arc was. I guess mm. uh, in this film, other than uh, he gets he older. likes killing people, and, that's gonna, and, and he and honestly got the relationship with his daughter, which I thought was quite powerful at times. So I, I feel like I'm being very critical of this. Cause I, I did enjoy it, but I, I felt that. It doesn't. It stands up as a as a good film, but it's nowhere near as good as Goodfellas, I would say, or or any oh. of the films that um, Scorsese made with De Niro back in the day. Um, so I, I remember saying that uh, I watched this in four parts. Yes. Um, yeah. So the the first three parts were were, were okay, but I love the fourth, the last bit, the most. Hmm. Like because that's when you see him, you know. Um, that's, that's when you actually see the growth in his character because in the last hour or so you can actually tell you know what's bugging him and you know the whole mafia thing and his relationships are suffering from that etc etc so the the last hour and also it's probably my favorite bit of this film and it's 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 done very well like if they can just keep it to that last <laughs> one hour i thought it'd be good see i mean i've written exactly that last hour i thought was brilliant uh it's the two and a half hours before that. that on the one hand, I think it's necessary. Because from when I say he didn't develop his character, I guess I meant he didn't develop in the first two and a half hours. I think he does, as yes. I say, in the last hour. Um, I'm just not sure we're given quite enough in that first two and a half hours to kind of um, compare with. Because I, 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 I don't. I, it's a film that, as it turns out, probably is about. I just say, what's what's life like when you're the only one left, and these all these memories mm. are years and years ago. But I guess I I enjoyed the, the 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 film. I thought it was well well done, but there weren't standout parts in it. And the, I, if you, I I would enjoy this film a lot more if there's an hour taken out of it. I guess um, as as well. Yeah, I I get what you mean. When I was explaining this to my boss today about the Irishman, mm. like I wasn't bored by this film at all. Like it, it was no, three and a half no. hour long film. I wasn't bored at all. I wasn't. There wasn't any point in my time that I was wishing that it would be over soon or wishing no, that no. you know it, there were there were a lot of tense moments. There were a lot of uh, there, there there was some extremely uh tense mo- moments that I can't really spoil in here, but mm. uh. Not never a dull moment whatsoever. It's just that, I I think yeah, it's the same as you. It's just a bit too long. And if I want to convince anyone else, like the general bystander, to watch this film, I think it's a hard ask to do that. Yeah, no, for I a think, three and a half hour film. I think that's right. And it, and in fact, actually, it's interesting you talk about uh, being a, a kind of mini series because the other way to go, I, I say either make this a two and a half hour film or stretch it out to a, to a mini series to a, a proper mini series. I don't know, a six hour or eight hour yeah. or something. Because then you can kind of really build those power dynamics um, in the earlier things and, and have kind of mini plots. Um, so you see more. 
I mean, I, 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 I did love kind of when you first see Joe Pesci, and then you kind of um, the first time you see Harvey Keitel, and and, and the way that um, they kind of exude power, uh, and as you kind of learn more about them. So maybe if, if maybe that is more suited to a miniseries. I don't, I don't know. Um, mm. We've not yeah, talked we're about not directors. No, <laughs> I gotta say, it does feel odd criticizing Martin Scorsese because he's a genius. But uh, I, I guess it's one of those ones as well that I'd seen five star reviews everywhere, and yes. so maybe I came into this expectations too high because I, I've, I, I realised I've just spent the last half a long criticizing it. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's a good film. It's I, a very I, good I liked film. it. I can't see myself ever watching it again. I guess is no. I mean, watch the last hour again. Yeah, yeah, maybe because I say it's. That is by far the best. It's the best last hour, yeah. I tell you who I did like a lot in this, actually, as well as the two we've mentioned. But um, Stephen Graham, I thought was was excellent. Um, as uh, the little guy, right? The little guy. So he's um, so Jimmy Hoffa is a union rep and, and or union leader, and there's this whole thing about him, uh, his power struggles and trying to be on top and trying to uh, run for re-election all this stuff. And Stephen Graham's someone he needs to endorse him. And I did like their scenes. Um, they thought. There's a good uh, power dynamic there. A really nice one, actually, in Florida, I think, where kind of... Pac- oh, yeah. It's Pacino- very good rapport between them. Mm. And Pacino kind of comes in with this, I'm going to I'm gonna make this guy do what I want. And you kind of see this, actually, he doesn't hold all the cards. He's actually a lot weaker than he thought he was, and I thought it was a good turnaround um, in, in that. Uh, can I just quickly mention the twist... Or if we say twists or spoilers. Yeah, sure. Are we going to spoilers? Let's do it. Yep. Well, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Spoilers. If you don't want to listen. Yeah. So, uh, which, uh, in a turn that everyone saw miles away, because I did as well. Okay. Um, because there was a relation, uh, a good relationship between um, Frank Sheeran and Jimmy Hoffa, Robert De Niro's and Al Pacino's characters. Mm. Um, you know that in the end, he'll be asked to kill uh, Al Pacino. Yeah, I guess I didn't. I guess, but I, I, I wasn't really th- trying to think what would happen. So I, I guess I didn't didn't necessarily like. I saw it coming, uh, maybe ten, fifteen minutes before I did. But I didn't see it coming the whole time. Ah, huh? uh, it, it was heading in that direction. Um, but that that, that scene when he was uh, in the car getting ready to go to finish the job. Uh, uh that that was the scene I was saying that is the most tense and most gripping mm. scene. Uh. If I were, it's just like you know it's going to happen but you don't know how it's going to happen or if, if there will be setbacks etc it was very very tense and gripping television I, I could just oh, watch that yeah and, and uh, I, I, I agree and I think because that was in that last it's probably kind of kicked off the last hour maybe or it's yeah, part way through so. it and I think it's the first time in the film that something really I guess um, really big or, or kind of memorable because a lot of it is it felt like it was about the style of and and the the characters and stuff but there weren't kind of many memorable occurrences um mm. that i can think of i mean I, I i may be forgetting some but between him stealing some meat and killing jimmy Hoffa, i can't think of much i'm beating up the, the greengrocer <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> uh, actually what once this is going back a bit this is actually quite early on maybe in the first hour um, one of the bits I loved was pushing the, the taxis into the river. I thought that was like <laughs> quite an iconic shot. I loved that. Um, something about the colours, I think. Uh, tell you what, you may remember Zijan a long time ago on this podcast. We we did a segment that only lasted one one episode of um, things that annoy us in movies. I seem to remember you weren't really on board with this segment. It was just you talking. Colin. Yeah, it was just me talking. Um, the thing that annoyed me was when people sit on the back seat of a car and they sit in the middle. I was delighted to see that um, in this film the uh, Robert De Niro was sat in the back and he was sat on the right hand side not in the middle so that was that was very pleasing for me <laughs> well that's that's yeah that's good after all the criticism you've given this film yeah that's my big least, plus for this. at least Robert De Niro sat on the right side in the car exactly right oh dear uh, so in terms of um, awards season yes uh, I, I, I expect Joe Pesci and maybe Al Pacino will be uh, will be in, in the discussion. I think probably Joe Pesci will get an Oscar nomination. I, I would think so too. Uh, uh, Scorsese should get get one as well. I'd love it if he got one for uh, visual effects. Just to, um, 
Him against uh, Avengers Marvel. Endgame. And <laughs> 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 uh, 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 De might do. I think. I mean, it was. I say, um, it was a great performance from from De Niro. I say, not. It's not up there with Taxi Driver or or King of Comedy or, or Raging Bull, but it, it was his. It's the best leading performance he's done for a long time. I would. I would say. I think so. The last time I saw him was in The Intern. Yeah, with, uh, and Hathaway. Yeah. I mean, that, that wasn't bad, actually. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad, but okay. this is definitely better. Yeah, because... And, and, not, and not to this uh, Robert De Niro's performance in this whatsoever. I know we keep saying that Joe Pesci and Al Pacino mm. were very good in this film, but Robert De Niro carried the film as well. So he had to do the hard work. Yeah. Uh, so I just remembered there was a guy... <laughs> there was a guy who was called Big Ears, or wasn't he? Johnny Big Ears or something. And he didn't have big ears. I thought that was... Do you remember that, that guy... <laughs> No, not really. But basically, um, I had that scene where he was saying to Robert De Niro, he's like, are you looking at my ears? I'm not looking at your ears. No, are you looking at my ears? Oh, no. yes. Like, I had an operation. My ears aren't so big anymore. That was... What a weird thing to print. <laughs> anyway. I, I couldn't have noticed because Robert De Niro's got quite large ears. Speaking of um, <laughs> Robert De Niro's size, um, there was apparently Robert De Niro's character, the character he's based off, uh, Frank Sheeran, was six foot four. And, and De Niro was yeah, much, much shorter. Definitely not six foot four. <laughs> um, but there was one scene between him and Pacino where they'd made him taller. They'd put him in heels or standing on a box or something. And really? He, he was a good foot taller than him. I just kept thinking, like, is he standing on a step or something? But I'm pretty sure they didn't do that for the rest of the film. Or at least if they did, they didn't do it as much. I, oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Oh, no. Now I have to go back and watch it, but I don't want to. <laughs> but that's it. You're going to have to watch it all. Um <laughs> In fact, I say it was towards the end where, where um, it was it was before he, obviously before he killed him, but it was it was kind of when he was trying to persuade Al Pacino to uh, to stand down and to, to not get involved anymore. You can kind of see the inevitability um, mm. off, off his path. Yeah, ah, I can't believe this is all based on the true story as well. Yeah, although apparently there's um, there's been some um, questions asked as to how true it really is. Uh, so it's based on a book by by Frank Sheeran, uh, but some people claiming he's a little bit uh, too eager to claim that he had something to do with Jimmy Hoffa's death. Had you ever heard of uh, Jimmy Hoffa? No, I've not heard of Jimmy Hoffa. Um, I've not heard of him at all. He's, he's like a lot of the historical events that uh, went through in this film, and there are quite a few of them, like uh, Kennedy, uh, and then uh, his assassination, mm. and then there was this uh, another the a shooting at Columbus Square. Um, mm. I didn't know about this at all. I had to Google all this after the okay. the, the films uh, just to make them out. Um, it's a very American thing, very American. You didn't, you didn't, you'd never heard of the Kennedy assassination? No, I've I know Kennedy assassination. <laughs> the, the the other shooting at uh, Columbus Square. Yeah, the I'm to boss. Because they yes, no, I didn't know anything about that. First, um, and they made reference to things like uh, Cuba and Cuban Missile Crisis. I think uh, Bobby Kennedy's death. So some of them I knew, but yeah, I'd never heard of Jimmy Hoffa. Which is kind of no. the, they made a point of that, didn't they? Um, towards the end, where like Jimmy Hoffa, this, well, at the start they say like he was the second most famous person in the world after Elvis or something, and then at the end the nurse has never heard of him. Which uh, it, it feels, I mean, it feels slightly autobiographical. That like Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro were kind of the, the kings of the world in the seventies and um, mm. biggest thing in the movies. In fairness, they're still big. <laughs> uh, they are they, still big. Who? Martin Scorsese, come on! But I guess they're not. Um, not necessarily pushing the movie agenda they're not the forefront ah, so uh, long as he's criticising Avengers that's fine yeah I'll get him the, uh, the papers yeah that was a weird one yeah I think that's it for me I'm, trying, I'm looking down my list of things watery eyes I think I mentioned the watery eyes um, oh yeah uh, at one point De Niro and Joe Pesci speak Italian to each other um, apparently Joe Pesci's Italian in particular is superb uh, according to Italian speakers oh wow you um, looked it up as well uh, yeah I've, I've I've done some research <laughs> <laughs> I, tell you what, I, found I definitely didn't <laughs> I don't know if I found it a bit odd um, so as you say it's framed around De Niro being like telling the story from his nursing home uh, and they got this kind of good thing where they say yeah no one's left and in fact throughout the film you, when, it, when you introduce the new characters it it freeze frames and tells you how they die, which, uh, mm. um, which was quite, which was quite fun at the beginning. It's interesting, wasn't it? And, and I think, yeah, I said, um, 
it was kind of to emphasize, I think, that everyone else, everyone he knows is dead. But I yes. thought De Niro wasn't as convincing as an old man as I thought he might be in some of those things. I mean, he wasn't bad really? by any means. But, um, I, I thought he was okay, yeah. But uh, which, which bits that you didn't like? I think it was the, when he was narrating to camera effects or, or kind of telling the story that I didn't love. When, when he was with the nurse and stuff, I thought it was very good, and, and the end scene. But uh, maybe it's just compared to Joe Pesci, who I thought did superb old man work when he was in the prison. He was uh, very... No, I, I quite like Robert De Niro at all. And the, the, the end scene was just... It was heartbreaking. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, just, I would have liked to see... See more of that, I guess. Because, as you said, it was mostly of them in the 40s. Well, I guess it's then throughout their age. But there wasn't that much of them as older older men, which might be more interesting to see. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I guess um, check it out if you want. It's, but, if you have but, three but watch and a half it hours over to spare, days. Um, no, do it like me. Do it like me. That's probably my recommendation. One, two, three parts for like fifteen minutes each, and then after one point, you know, you know the point where it starts getting really, really good. Well, so fifteen. I reckon you can do it in fourteen different fifteen-minute segments. So maybe <laughs> fifteen minutes a day for a fortnight, <laughs> and it's uh, the way to watch it. But this is about the same length as. Uh, how 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 long was Endgame? Was that three hours or was that three hours? Three hours. That was three, three hours. hours. Okay, so yeah. you can watch Endgame and then uh, have them on side by side. You can decide which is better. Uh, we, we move on uh, to our segment of Actor Factor, where we talk about the films of Pick Actor. Um, and this time it is Jessica Chastain, who it turns out I've not seen as many films featuring as I thought I had. I've seen six. I have... I've seen six plus a TV movie, which may what? have worked out. We've actually seen the same number of films for once. They're probably all the same ones. <laughs> they uh, probably actually, are. No, they're not, because you've seen It Part 2, which I have not. Yes, seen. I have. I have. Uh, yeah, I can tell you straight away what the worst film is. Okay. By Mao. Yes, I think I know. Uh, it's Dark Phoenix. It is Dark Phoenix, isn't it? It's awful. It's so awful. We've, we've spoken in this about this at length. We, we reluctantly did an episode on it. Ah. Uh, <laughs> It's just, it's just awful. That's probably one of our. I've not checked the stats, but I imagine that's one of our least listened to episodes. Um, uh, well, for good reason. No one should watch that film. No, nah, it's not great, is it? And she was particularly bad in it. Actually, I like her she as an actor, but she was not good in that. Ugh. Uh, I'll, I'll go, okay, because so, so um, the TV movie. So you know David Suchet's uh, Poirot. He played Hercule Poirot. Speaking of Agatha Christie, mm-hmm. as we did earlier, mm-hmm. um, he did a feature-length version of Murder in the Orient Express, which she was in. Um, ah, who does uh, she play? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't didn't write it down. I don't. It was kind of. It was one. It was before she was big at all. Um, mm. So I didn't recognise at the time. Um, but the first thing I saw was in The Help. Um, um, so um, yeah, so did I. Where she plays uh, one of the the nicer wives. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes, yeah, she, she's uh, she's she's the one who Fiona Watson says she's the one who wants to learn how to cook, isn't she? Yeah, so. she's the one who was excluded by the the mean girls. Mm. Mm. And she, uh, uh, yeah, she she says so she has the only one who's nice to her servant. Um, she learns how to cook um, in a. Is it? It must be um, Octavia Spencer's character who teaches how to cook. Yes, but, but yes exactly. Uh, yeah, she's. Um, she was blonde, which she isn't usually. She's almost always a redhead. Uh, yeah, great performance, I think. She might have been Oscar nominated for it. I think she was as well. And it was kind of yeah, announced her on the on the on the big stage. I don't think she yes. was particularly well known before that. Uh yeah, yeah. great film. Very enjoyable. Um didn't win much in the end, did it? But uh, really oh no, I don't tell the lie, it got didn't Friday Davis get the best supporting actor for it. No, it was uh, Octavia Spencer. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Viola Davis uh, first Oscar win was Fences. Uh, okay. Uh yes, of course it was. Uh, yeah, no, I, was, uh, I definitely checked that one out. Good book as well. Yeah, and you like Emma Stone. Emma Stone. And I love Emma Stone. She's getting married, by the way. Is she really? Yeah, yeah. She just got engaged. I did not know that. Congratulations, oh. Emma Stone. Uh, what? <laughs> I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but uh, oh, probably not. If she does, well done, Emma. Yeah. Uh, the next I've seen her in, uh, which you probably seen her in as well, is Interstellar. Yes. Yeah. With uh, Christopher Nolan and Hathaway. Um, wow, and Matthew McConaughey, and again we talked, I spoke about links in many other previous past podcasts. Yep. We didn't like this film. Not a fan. No. Move on. Okay. Uh, tell you a space film featuring her that I did like, and that was The Martian. 
um, which came out not long after as Matt Damon. I'm sure we've talked about this before as well. Uh, very charismatic performance um, from Matt Damon uh, and the supporting cast. Didn't have quite as much to do. To be honest, I, I'm struggling to remember what, what she did in this film. I know she was. She was uh, the chief astronaut. Who, okay. Who and and she went out to save him in space in the end. Oh, when he was. Which didn't happen thing. in the book, by the way. All right. It didn't happen in the book. Yeah. Um, uh, I, they they made off, up. I mean, it's Matt Damon's film, isn't it? But off the supporting cast, I I wouldn't have ranked her as one of the uh, the more memorable ones. Jeff Daniels is always excellent in this. After that. Uh, we have the film that uh, she has a major role in, which is Molly's Game. Mm, the title role. The title role, exactly, where she plays. Um, I don't even know how to explain this. She, she hosts uh, poker games. That's it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she hosts poker games. It's based on a book. I think she bought the, bought the rights for the book as well. Did so she? That she uh, yeah, I think so. Huh. Um, that surprises me. Uh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, she's uh, very good in this as well. Uh, yeah, I think it's a great film. Aaron Sorkin is is a genius. His directorial debut. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more likely that he bought the rights, but there you go. You could be right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know for sure. Uh, and she's very good at it. I think, as you say, it's her first uh, lead role of the ones we've mentioned so far. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you've, we, we, you've talked about it, Chapter 2. I have. Uh, yep. Do you want to talk about it more, or are you happy to? Yeah, well, it's not as good as it, Chapter 1. Cool. Um, and yeah. But, Fine. Yeah. Um, I the only one that I've seen that I actually saw this week, um, or maybe last week, but it was uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Uh, which, oh, did you do it for the podcast? Uh, kind of. It, it was already on my list, but I thought since we're talking about it, I will uh, I will watch it on Netflix. Um, yeah, it's really good. I, I say it's worth watching. It got uh, uh, it got lots of awards at the time. It's it, uh, Catherine Bigelow's film. That's right. In fact, she won best. No, no, not for this. She went for the Hunt Locker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So it's about the the hunt for Osama bin Laden. Apparently, when this film was in development, he hadn't been killed, so they had to kind of rewrite the script quite um, quite heavily. Yeah, she's really good in that kind of um, this interesting kind of blend of 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 strength and vulnerability. She's thrown into this really difficult world where people are being tortured, and um, she's kind of decided which side is she on, and is she Mm. what she prepared to do. to get Bin Laden and it's not quite I think in the hands of the wrong director this would have been a really bad film like, imagine Michael Bay making this film for example <laughs> um, it would have been atrocious but um, yeah Catherine Bigelow does a great job and doesn't push us too far down one route to the other it's not kind of like because it, 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 you could go the other way and it could be a weren't everything wasn't everything that the American military did really terrible kind of mm. plot and I think it's, it's subtler than that so um, okay. yeah I was, I was I was impressed with that one yeah, I should check that out. So we're agreed that Dark Phoenix is the worst. Do you have a favourite? Oh, that's this is a hard one. I really so I do like Molly's game, The Martian. I think the it will be The Martian. It's a very good film. I'm going to go Molly's game, but yeah, I think uh, those. But well, fact, all of those, apart from Interstellar and Dark Phoenix, I think are really good. So, uh, yes, I agree. Well done, Jessica Chastain. Um, as, as listeners will know, we alternate between uh, Actor Factor and Look Back in Oscar, our, our segment where we uh, watch a Oscar-winning best or best film-winning uh, film from years gone by. Uh-huh. Um, now, next this time, time my season, we will. Uh, well, I'll, t- I'll tell the listeners later what we're doing next time. But the next time that we do a podcast together, um, what do we? What do we look back and look, looking? Look what? Have, yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> Say that, Colin. Say that what ten we, times more quickly. What are we looking back in Oscaring? What are we looking back in Oscaring? What are we? I don't know. Uh, we are looking at West Side Story before the Steven Spielberg production comes out. Hmm, coming out next year, isn't it? Isn't yeah, it? I think so. Yes, it should be. Uh, great. I look forward to that. Well, it's the moment everyone's been waiting for. Just it? the, uh, it's the big one. It's uh, the <sighs> final quiz stuff. of the year. Um, I know. It's about the films that Christopher McQuarrie... Is it true? Are you not going to have a quiz next time round? Um, well, actually, no. James and I will probably do a quiz. It'll be on Star Wars, though, because it always is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've done two Star Wars quizzes already, but uh, we can do a third. Um, does James that, win the... count as my win? Uh, no. Yeah, it does. <laughs> no, obviously so... not. Why not? Uh, because you're not James. I feel this is obvious. I feel this doesn't need explanation. He is replacing me, so he is my my substitute. Wow, you must be feeling feeling really uh, unconfident about this quiz. If you're, uh, 
Uh, as previously advertised, we are neck and neck. Um, this is our, our fourth calendar year. Is it our fourth calendar year or third? It is. Yeah, fourth. it is. I don't whatever it is. Uh, I've won them all so far, but this is your chance, Sejan, to uh, claim the title, the C to Z quiz title for the first time. I will, I, will, I will let you and the listeners in on a secret. I did, as, as I suggest I might, tweet Christopher McQuarrie asking him for trivia for this quiz. Um, and he did not reply to me. <laughs> so uh, it's a shame, isn't it? Um, yeah, that, that is a shame. That would have been good. Uh, so I can. I think you can be- begin with the first question. I will. Um, here you go. Uh, for which of Christopher McQuarrie's films did yep. Julian Fellows also get a writing credit? Oh, he does share a lot of writing credits with a lot of people. Oh my goodness! The good news is we've got lots of time, so I can think about as long yeah, as I want to. We've got, we've got ages. <laughs> oh man! Why you have to start with something like this, Colin? Can't you just start with something? Yeah. What's his first name? That kind of thing. Yeah, simple. <laughs> simple as that. Ah, I'm gonna guess one. Um, let's go with Jack Reacher. It was not. It was the tourist. Ugh. Okay. Cool. My question one is: In which town is the film Public Access set? Hmm. It was in the tagline as well. Mm, no, I definitely read the Wikipedia page of this film. Um. And yet, and yet, uh, I don't know. So I am gonna guess. San Francisco. It's like a town called Brewster. Fine. Is that a real town? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Um, question two. Who played Kobayashi in The Usual Suspects? Kobayashi. Isn't that uh, Kevin Spacey's other character? Uh, no, it's uh, Pete Postlethwaite. Ah... Uh... I'm sensing that we're both right. We're both right. Pretty tricky questions for this one. No, I, I've been quite nice in my later ones. I think. Hold on. Yeah, I think it gets easier. Okay. Yeah. Question two: The two main characters in the film *The Way of the Gun* are named after which two famous outlaws? Uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Yeah, told you so. Hmm. Uh, question three: Which Jack Reacher book was the first film based on? Uh, that's uh, one shot. It is. Uh, question three: The usual suspects has its name taken from a quote in Casablanca. Who said it? Um, it was, it was Louis. You're right. Well done. Yes. Uh, question four: What was the name of Tom Cruise's character in Edge of Tomorrow? Oh man. <laughs> uh tension in this quiz I tell you I know this is oh I should know this why don't I know this oh this is annoying me so much especially since my questions get easier as well which is uh, bugging me now <laughs> I'm, I'm going to drag this on while I come up with a new quiz questions <laughs> <laughs> nah go, I don't know what it is I can't remember it's uh, William Cage uh, of course it is uh, question four who played the main female protagonist opposite Tom Cruise in The Mummy and was also one of the few who was not nominated for a Razzie? Oh, oh, she was in... Um, she was in Kingsman. Um, oh, Sophie something, Sophia. Um, something Spanish-ish. Uh, uh, Sophia Vesape. No, that that she she was a mummy. This is Annabelle Wallace. Oh, the oh, I knew that. I was thinking of the mummy. Yeah, I'd say the main female protagonist. Uh, I'm going to claim that the mummy is the main female protagonist, but there you uh, go. And also one of the few who was not nominated by Razzie, so I've definitely hitched all my oh, bets. Oh, that's annoying. If I lose it on that, um, question five for you. I need to get this to break even, right? I, w- I wouldn't be too worried. Uh, you do. It's too on to me at the moment. But the lead characters in the way of the gun were named after the real surnames of which iconic American pairing? Bush Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. It's two all. There's one question left. You could cut the tension with a knife, Sejan. 
this is such an easy one. Like, I don't know why I saved this for last one as well, which is annoying. Well, the bad news is, Colin, yes. is that this question has not come out yet. It's not done what yet? Oh, it's, no, oh, this right. question has not come out yet. Okay, it's like, about Top Gun, you know, is it? It is about Top Gun. Uh, it's, who will be directing the upcoming Top Gun Maverick? Um, it's Joseph Kaczynski. For the win. Yes! Oh, yes! <laughs> oh, the record continues. Oh. oh, that's painful. That's so painful. On the last question as well. Last question. Well, um, this is... Um, this is, this is thrilling stuff. I don't know if our listeners care about this as much as we do. I suspect not. <laughs> uh, as, as I said, um, so next, uh, next you, you quiz, might, James might. is replacing me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know he always beats you in the Star Wars quiz. That is true. Hey, well, everyone always beats me when they come on. Show. Um, you might want to edit down the bit where I, I, I shouted yes. That might... I'm being complaints about birthday drums. Um, so as we've as we've hinted, uh, next time out, um, I will be uh, doing a podcast with uh, James Lee about uh, Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker, uh, the last of the Skywalker Star Wars films, uh, Episode Nine. Looking forward to that one a lot. Uh, Zizan, you'll be bunking off doing whatever you do um, when you're not. I feel like this podcast. is a win for me. Yeah, it's a win for me whatsoever. Um, you, will you, do you reckon you'll be listening to the podcast? Uh, I, I'll, I'll be watching the film. Oh, okay. So that's not the question I, I asked, but fine, that's that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to like misdirect. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a play. Okay, thank you. Can't even get my co-host to guarantee that he's going to listen. Um, do you have a quiz topic lined up for us next time, or uh, or not? Uh, no, but I'll hopefully tell you this before before springing on me in the, live in the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Um, Next time we will be, oh, next time that you and I are together, we'll be doing our, our famous uh, year review slash preview, which is always one of my favorite episodes. So I'm looking forward to that. But, uh, well, see you next time for Star Wars, dear listener. Yep. And for a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from me. Goodbye. Bye.